What's going on and welcome to episode 51 of Chicken Scratch Gospel. I am your host, Matt. Along with me today, one of my co-hosts is Tony. What's up, Tony? How What's you doing? What's going on, guys? Good morning. It's been a minute. We took a little time away. Just a little, a little bit. time away. Just a and, little bit. And uh, Daniel, wherever you are right now, man, we love you. We're with you. Uh, we're holding it down here until you get back. Yes, sir. But uh, with us, uh, by popular demand, actually first time guest with us today is... Nathan Smith, Nate, Nathaniel. Nate, man, how you doing? Good morning, fellas. I'm doing great, feeling great. Man, we're excited to have you on. Yeah. There you go. Hear him. Listen go. to oh, the really? roar of the oh, crowd really? back again. And now what we do, what we do for first time guests usually is we we do a little a little QA sesh. Nice. And nice. our producers are gonna throw it to you. So so Andy, man, whenever you're ready, throw it, I'll catch it. Get very, it. Very excited to have Nathan on. Okay, Nathan. We got three questions for you. Uh, first one is, how did you come to Christ? Uh, I came to Christ uh, back in um, junior high, actually. I was born and raised in church. Um, literally, I think for the first month I was alive, I was in church. Uh, but I really came to the realization of who Christ was and his call on my life when I was in junior high on a Wednesday night on some brown old carpet, crying my eyes out. It was amazing. <laughs> I hate that the carpet was brown. I'm not going to lie to you. I hate that it's brown. Wednesday night, that's a youth thing. It was a youth yeah. thing. That's yeah, youth. it was youth night. And, you know, it wasn't like fluffy carpet. It was like the, the thin, hard. Yeah, ho- like hotel, casino, yeah. been spilled yeah. on carpet. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure stuff yeah. was spilled on it as well. <laughs> Anointing oil was on it. So, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I got it. All right. <laughs> revival carpet. Not revival. that. <laughs> this was the third night of the revival. I got flashbacks when you're saying that. <laughs> Uh, not that any of these questions are more important than the other, but this one is my favorite. Okay. You're an inmate. You're on death row. What is your last meal? Okay. Um, so I, I have a couple last meal options, but I'm going to have to go with um, jollof rice and suya. When I was in Nigeria, I had some Nigerian suya and jollof rice, and that would have to be my last meal. Okay. So he just proved that he's a missionary at heart. <laughs> right. <laughs> This fool did not pick <laughs> nothing local. He was like this one time I was in Nigeria. Sorry, fellas. Let me tell like you a, what I. I'm more like a double double kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it would not be in and out. What is no. it? What is what is so, what you just said? So jollof rice is actually like um, a, a thick rice with it, it kind of has like some uh, vegetables in it and okay. a little bit of meat and it's, it's spicy. And then suya is like either chicken or beef, and they make it. Super spicy, and it's just really good. It's really, really good. Okay, so no taste buds in Nigeria. <laughs> just everything is every, super every, spicy. Everything has spice in Nigeria. Okay, I'm about it. That sounds like I want to try it now. Hey, Not a whole lot of Nigerian restaurants around. If you get pounded yam and soup, that won't be very spicy. But if you get the suya, expect some spice, man. I love how you're talking I to know. me like I know <laughs> what the pounded yam and okay. soup was. I'm going to have to find some around here for you, and we'll have to we'll He, have he to kept saying spicy, spicy, and in my head, I'm like, pepto, pepto. <laughs> 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 All right, last question. What is your favorite movie genre? So uh, I, I, I love like um, old time war movies. And I'm not talking about like guns. I'm talking about like, you guys seen the Vikings? Like, uh, I'm yeah. about like <laughs> swords and like battles and, you know, all that good stuff. I love movies like that. Oh, man. Because that, 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 sure. that's a real like man's man that is. answer. I'm, yeah, I'm no. more like something about Mary and my man said. Uh, <laughs> I know. Viking. Well, he well, he just said that and I grew three more chest hairs. You said something about Mary. One fell off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you. Braveheart. Bra- yeah, Absolutely. Braveheart. Gladiator. Absolutely. Gladiator. Movies like that. 300. 
300. Absolutely. This is Sparta. Not the second 300. <laughs> no, just the first. We just want the first one. Keep it original. Yeah. Thank you, Nathan. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I love it, man. I love it. We're stoked that you're here. Nate, Nate's been, man, he's been in ministry for a long time. As he said, he got, you know, met Jesus in junior high and uh, has been on this journey with God, been through, been through some things and also uh, served and led in many different ministry posts, including youth pastor. You've been worship pastor. You've been associate pastor. You've been the pastor that cleans the toilets, which a lot of people coming up don't know that if you expect to be a pastor of any kind, you're probably going to be at some point the pastor that cleans the toilets because pastors never stop cleaning the toilets. Um, but we're excited, man. We're glad that you're here because I want to talk about this idea of belonging and newness today. Um, and I have this scripture I want to unpack with y'all. And it's pretty popular in terms of usage, but maybe not in terms of like contextual ownership. Um, we, 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 we like, let me quote it. And, and everybody that's listening, man, all, all our CSG people, man, you guys, you guys are going to know this scripture when you hear it. Okay. It's second Corinthians five seventeen. actually wearing a shirt with it today. Uh, it says, I like that shirt, by the way. That's well, a, thank you. Gosh. Thank you. This, this says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. We quote that, man. Mm-hmm. People know that scripture, man. The, oh man, anybody who belongs to a new, I'm a new creation. The old has passed away. If you read, if it's new, if it's King James, new King, old has passed away and behold, everything has been made new. So there's a couple things that we can look at here, but let's start where we tend to live that new. Right. Old life is gone. New life has begun. Is that is that the truth? Is that the truth? Is that the truth? We know that the scripture is the truth, but the way that we use the scripture all the time, is that the truth? Man, I know there's a lot to it. There's, there's so much, yeah, right? There's a lot to to that. Because those who, those people who know what they've done, they love the idea of the past being dead and gone. True. Yeah. I know I do. I know what I've done, so I'm like, oh, the past is dead. Brand new. Thank you, Jesus. That's what I'm about, right? And in, 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 in that respect, it's very, very true. But there's a word that brings this newness into context for us. And that is where it says anyone who belongs yeah. to Christ. So I guess the question, I'll pose it to you guys and we'll pose it to the listeners. Um, to whom do you belong? This is... This is uh, I always think about um, like like junior high and elementary school when you're when you're uh, like playing ball, uh-huh. and and they have like ten guys on the court and they're like, man, I just hope I'm not the last one to get picked here. Right, right. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I don't want to be that dude. The 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 awesome part about it is is that God chose us all, right, and and. With that being said, Matt, I, I know who I belong to, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with the scripture itself, man, um, it, it's not a question anymore. It's it's belonging. I I, um, I know who I belong to. It's true. Right. It's not a worldly thing anymore, but more spiritual on this. Yeah. Yeah. Nate, you got anything there? Yeah, I think uh, when I was actually uh, – kind of digesting this it's like you know when I, I got out to the oil field about 13 years ago uh-huh. and I remember getting out there and knowing like okay now I kind of belong to the oil field right not, mm-hmm. not this is my profession mm-hmm. right but I couldn't get out there and start communicating with the WSM about well conditions right <laughs> right <laughs> so the, the truth is yeah like I was hired on in a job and yes I belong to the oil field but I still had a process to walk through mm-hmm. to even start communicating right. like I belong to the oil field 
is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're not a hand yet. Correct. You're green. Yeah. I'm wearing the green hard hat with the stripes. Yes. You're not a hand yet. And for those that, those yeah, of you yeah, that don't know say, oil field terminology, <laughs> you want to be a hand. You, if you're a good hand, that means you're a solid worker. But, you know, this idea, we love the idea of being made new. Um, mm-hmm. uh, our past can be forgiven. Yeah. But if we're being honest, I got to say this because I know it's uh, because and maybe it's the pastor in me or something, but I don't know. It's just coming out. But we we don't love the truth that we must belong to Jesus in order for this to happen. And the reason why I feel like I can say that is because, contextually speaking, it, it, we quote more about the new and about the old life being dead and, the, and all things being made new than we do about the belonging to Christ, anyone who belongs to Christ. So if we, if we look at this again, but let's, let's look at it from verses 15 to 18, right? So it says that he, who's he? Jesus. Jesus died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Uh oh. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means all that what I just said. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. So now how do we look at that scripture? I kind of see it in a couple different ways. One, one, when I was reading through it, it's almost as if like, you know, when you hear about Jesus for the first time, if you can go back to that space. Like you just heard about a Jewish teacher, right, who, who right. loved people and who um, took the cross for our sins. But you didn't really understand what that meant right. spiritually. And so when you move from a, a natural point of view to a spiritual point of view, you not only look at people differently, but again, you look at Christ differently. And in that process, you begin to move differently and sound differently and speak differently and love differently. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a, a, a change of perspective, man. Um, cause, uh, if I kept the same old ways, I'd be looking into, I mean, into myself, into, in, in, instead of looking towards Jesus or towards the Christ, my perspective never works. My wife can attest to that, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the worldly perspective is like, it, there, there's an okayness to sin. Um, we, we, uh, we can even rely on, on, on things we do. I, I know, man, Ephesians, uh, that I'm saved by grace through faith and not by my, what I, what I do, yeah. right. not by my work. So I, I know right. there's this, there's, 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 I can't even talk today. This, that microphone. I know it's a new microphone <laughs> and it's a little intimidating over here. It's not as big in my face anymore. Um, but yeah, there's just a whole new spin on it, a whole new perspective. You love differently. You, you, you see things differently. I'm no longer a slave to my sin. Yeah. I love that. Well, and I want to I want to talk about that a little bit before we move on with this scripture, because I like what you said. What you said is, you know, like we're our okayness mm-hmm. with sin, yeah. our okayness with sin, because we, we there's two things that we need to make sure of. Right. As we continue in this walk with Christ, as we grow, develop, mature in this walk with Jesus. Um, number one, we never, ever want to lose sight of people's humanity. Right. 
right? Because there are times where, especially in the ch- in church settings, where we hold people to a, a, to a standard that is really not even human any longer. Correct. Now that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be trying, but what I mean is, you know, uh, if somebody does something, makes a mistake, whatever messes up, then we 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 blow it all up, right? Uh, so we 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 cannot lose sight of the humanity of humanity. The second side of that and the flip side of that is we cannot overcorrect the pendulum so much that we completely uh, ignore or absolve people in our own minds of just actively participating in a lifestyle that is not healthy or good for them or that is sinful because we are not capable of absolving sins. That's not our job. Yeah. Uh, you know, and now it's not our job to beat anybody over the head with the Bible. So if that's how you, if that's your way of evangelizing, you're doing it wrong. Uh, and that's honestly what made me mad at Christianity for a lot of my yeah. life. Yeah. You'd be doing more damage than good. For oh sure. man. I, I used to hate, like, I, I just, I just want to go to the basketball game. Yeah. Can I just go inside? Like I bought tickets. I didn't buy tickets to have you harass me at the corner of this stop. I, I'm just, I'm you're, you happen to be in the crosswalk right now. Can you move? I just want, yeah. I bought tickets to wrestle, to, to watch this <laughs> WWE raw. Can I just go watch raw real quick? I'm trying to see. You know, Shawn Michaels and his cross eyes out. Like, I want to see. Um, but, but again, we, we cannot, we, there's, we have a hard time with the balance. And I think that, what, why, do we, why do we put an okayness to sin? Well, we measure it. I feel we measure it because we, we want to diminish ours and look at someone else and be like, look at that. So we diminish ours. But honestly, God sees it the same. His yeah. actions against him. Right. Yeah. And, and I think in the, in the church setting, like, I, I feel like we don't allow, we don't make room for people to be people. Uh-huh. We create this, we create this, um, this, this, this view of them. And, and once they mess up, we ostracize them. We put them out. We, we, we again start acting as a, <laughs> as a Pharisee, if I could be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, right? and, please and, be honest. And, That's and what so, this podcast is for. So, um, <laughs> when, when that takes place, like now you're, you're more opposed to, God than the sinner. Right. Mm. Yeah. So it's definitely like one of those things we have to allow, especially as a church today, we have to allow people to be people and make room for that. Right. Well, and really if we're, if we're being, if we're being completely like 100% transparent about this, you're being a Pharisee either way because the Pharisee, the Pharisee wanted to, you know, uh, jack people up that would make mistakes. Right. And that weren't living right. Yeah. Yep. But the Pharisee also wanted to project onto that person, mm. so because Jesus said, "Whoever hasn't sinned, cast That's the first rich. stone." That's rich. And and they were like, "Oh well, I'm not gonna. I can't. I can't do because yeah. they know they they knew they were messing yeah. up. But what they were trying to do was point. Let me point to your sin before you point to mine. Yeah. Which is why G- Jesus yeah. goes through the whole spiel of you know logs and specks. Uh, and the truth is, no one reaches sinless perfection, man. No. We're, we're humans. Um. But I think when there is that change of perspective, like you were talking about, Nate, um, like I said earlier, we're no longer slaves to our sin. Right. Yeah. We, um, it has, it no longer carries that weight. It doesn't hold us that way the same way anymore. Yeah. I like that song too. <laughs> it's a good song. And so, you know, with the scripture, everyone wants to belong somewhere. Yeah. Right. Like if you're and and there, there, there might be some creative listeners out there somewhere, some Enneagram fours out there mm. somewhere who are like, not me. I don't want to belong. Yeah, you do. You want to belong somewhere or you want your opinion to at least be valued as your opinion. That means that you want to at least have your opinion belong as yours. 
to be accepted somewhere inside each of us. And there's a reason for that. It's not because, oh, well, every person is just like everybody. It's not. No, that's not why. It's because inside each of us, no, no human being is, 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 is different from this or, or is, can get away from this. There is a built-in sense of longing Correct. in every single one of us. And it's this longing that we often use as an excuse to sin. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just lonely, and so I went and did that. Well, I just I was just sad, and so I, I went and I abused this or that. It's it's an excuse to make choices against Christ or take part in certain lifestyles, even abuse that which is even permissible. Uh, and it's all because there's this sense of longing that's in us, and God desires us to make the choice. Come on, to fulfill this longing in Him, because the whole your longing was created for your belonging to Christ. Mm. That was why your longing was created. Say that one more time. So that, that you could belong. Your longing was created for you to belong or for your belonging yeah. to Christ. That's why it's there. Come on. That's why it's there. Yeah. Oh, man. Come on. Say I was, something. I, that I'm, was good. I'm getting gut punched over here. This is awesome. This is good stuff right here. The belonging factor is interesting to me because uh, in, this, in this day and age and in this culture, like this whole self-help moving forward in that, it's like, a lot of people, especially that I communicate with, are, are really almost supplementing what God can do mm. with that. Uh-huh. And so they say, I'm good enough because I have the tools to not be mm-hmm. triggered. But at the end of the day, we're all, sins. we're all sinners in need of a savior. And so actually, this was a conversation I was having with a few friends last night is that we have to get to a place where, yeah, we need the tools, right? Right. To build ourselves up. But we have to, we have to know and we have to understand that it's still God who's given us those tools. The provider. Correct. Yeah. Provider. Yeah. That's good, man. That's good, man. I want to hear more about the conversation. Honestly, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I mean, but, you know, God's, God's desire is for us to choose to belong to Jesus because that then reconciles us to the Father. Ultimately. Yeah, that's, and that's the whole goal. That's exactly. the whole reason yeah. why any of this happened. That's the whole reason why Jesus looked back at, his, at the Father and said, hey, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm not going to be alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'll be back. And I'm reading between some lines there, but clearly... He was sent here, the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth. Why? To bridge the chasm between man and God because sin had created a, such a separation that we needed a bridge. And instead of a bridge, Jesus laid down a life. And that was his life because yeah. we know, again, scripturally speaking, there's without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. He was the ultimate sacrifice. So we don't need to make sacrifices with lambs and goats. And, there, was that eternal, you know, there was that eternal perspective. Yes. Absolutely. And so now that we looked at that... Um, Let's really see what this means then for us. So now we looked at that. When we need to belong, once we belong to Christ, what is that? Unless you belong to Christ, you're not going to experience this new life. We can't say we have a new life and our old life is gone if we haven't committed to belonging to Christ. And, and I think it's important, too, to kind of share that when we are inviting people into this lifestyle of Jesus. You know, uh, there was an old uh, there was an old evangelist that, that would go around and uh, and pray for people, and and God gave them a certain grace where there there were miracles and there was there was healings and things that would take place. And this person was asked one time, "What has it cost you to be able to do what you do?" And obviously, salvation is a free gift of God, right? We we talked about this, right? It's of grace. We're saved by grace, not of works, lest any man should boast. And we, because of that, we're no longer, we no longer have to be slaves. That's the issue. We no longer have to be slaves. It doesn't mean that we won't choose, choose to, to right. remain in our bondage, but we no longer have to be slaves to, our, to that sin. 
but this, this person responded and said everything. It's cost me everything. And so is it fair to say, is it accurate to say that we cannot say that we have new life and our old life is gone if we haven't committed to belonging to Christ? Hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at Tony. Tony's looking at me. Come on. Say it. Don't be, don't be nervous. This isn't, this is the, you know, this conversation. It, I, I think it's just, you hit the nail on the head, man. Um, it, it, it is, it, one, it's the, like we were talking about, it's a change of perspective. Um, but, right. but I, I, man, I, I, sin has a different taste now. You know, it, please talk about it, that for it a minute. Ha, it has a, it, it doesn't sit well. You have, uh, I mean, the, the things of old and, and, and doing the same thing, um, I, it, it just doesn't sit well anymore when you do, when you sin the way you used to sin. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it, when I say it, I'm no longer a slave to my sin, it doesn't mean that, um, that I am perfect after that. It, it just, it, it, it means that, um, there's a little more of a conviction to it. There's yeah. more of a, of, of, uh, like a, 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 it's a different feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it makes the, sense. The Holy Spirit's at work in you. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in, in us. And, and I, and I went back to a podcast that I heard, um, with, with you and it was about, um, life union. Mm-hmm. I went back to that one because it was like in the sense of belonging, right? Like it's a life union that you've now right. made with Christ. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you are a new creation in Christ. Will you mess up? Yes, because we're not Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, you can't pursue that lifestyle any longer because you are now in a life union with Christ. Yeah, I love that. And so then, because in this idea that, that sin tastes different now, because if I, my kids, when they were, when they were babies, um, we, had to, we had to get them formula, right? Mm-hmm. So, so as they, as they, progressed and matured throughout their life what we fed them changed their tastes and their preferences and oh, the, they they yeah. changed they matured now i dare i dare anybody to go to the <laughs> store go to walmart go today and go buy some baby formula yeah that's not happening. and mix it up with some water because most people use water shake it up go ahead i dare you to drink it mm. you're not gonna like it you're not going to like that. You know why? It was not made for you. That's your homework. You it was there not you made go. for you. It was not made for you. And sin was not made for you. And when you accept Jesus into your life and you find this new place to belong, that you don't have to do all of these things to belong somewhere else, but you found this Jesus that you can belong with, you realize, oh, that's not made for me. Mm-hmm. That, I, that's why that tastes different because I wasn't even supposed to be that, I wasn't supposed to be having that no more. It's, it's understanding and acknowledging that there's a huge difference between continuing to sin and to live in sin. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You, we practicing sin mm-hmm. and practicing righteousness. I was, I, I was thinking right now, you know, if you go to the eye doctor, you sit in front of this machine, right? Yep. And, and they start clicking these filters mm-hmm. in front of each eye to get the right prescription for you. It is the greatest anxiety <laughs> that you will ever feel in your life. Cause you just want to say the right answer. Yeah, <laughs> Unless you're looking, I have these like really big contacts on right now. <laughs> Which ones? Are, one or two? One or two? Yeah. Ah! I don't know. I don't know. One. So Was that okay? I remember. I recall the last time I went to the eye doctor, and I don't have a strong prescription, but I do have one. Um, and and he went from he said, okay, does that look good? I was like, yeah. And he's like, so this is what 
your view looks like with no glasses that he he went back to the uh, original mm-hmm. and then he put the glass of and and everything started looking clearer mm-hmm. right and i think that's that's kind of this this road of sanctification is as as you study as you surround yourself of of like-minded people in the faith as you get into the word you are a new creation and things begin to look clear yeah sin begins to look clear and you can call it for what it is yep and and there's no there's there's very little gray area Mm-hmm. Right. So you can yeah. call it out. You can see it and you can move past it. I think it's in Romans where we're freed from sin and no longer it sin no longer has a power yeah. over us. And that's that's huge. I like that perspective. I mean, that, that analogy analogy with the whole with the glasses, because you're right, man. I get super like I get anxiety trying to well, get yeah. and it looks different. But when it's clear, you know, absolutely right. Absolutely. right. To, to quote to quote my son, Tony, my, my son, Tony needed glasses very young. And we didn't know this. Kids don't tell you stuff sometimes. And this fool was just going through school and life, just, and he thought it was normal. We took him to the eye doctor just because I happened to need an appointment, so we took Karis and Tony as well. Karis goes in, perfect vision. Tony goes in, he comes out, oh, he needs glasses. Okay, so we, when he got his glasses, he put his glasses on, he goes, it looks so clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, what he, he, he meant, yeah. you know, it looks so focused. He was like, it looks so clean. And I'm like, Baby, why, why did you say <laughs> yeah. something, you know? But maybe he didn't know. Yes. He didn't. Well, that had been his life. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. That had been That's his rich. whole life was mm-hmm. like, man, I thought, I just thought this was how it was going to be. Not to beat the dead horse in the head, but I'm, this wow. makes me feel. That's like where it. you hit a dead horse? The head. On the head? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I thought you kicked it. Oh, okay. Come on, guys. Leave I me alone. That's the only place to do this. I agree, Tony. Friend. Thank you, Andy. That was like the one time you did agree with me. Everything else is. <laughs> but I, I, I remember it makes me feel like a bad father now because uh, my son, Jay, he's now almost 21. But when he was younger, yeah, same exact thing happened. Like he knew he knew nothing. Nothing changed. I mean, but I brought him in one time because um, they said, well, maybe he needs to get his eyes checked. And he got his eyes checked. He, the, the guy needed glasses yeah. and it's been years of him seeing the same thing over and over again, but being accustomed mm-hmm. to seeing the same vision over and over again. Right. Then we give him the new stuff on. We put him, put glasses on this kid. His, it, it almost, it, it was almost like life altering for him, man. Right. It, it, I mean, he, a big part, and this is where it makes me feel like a bad parent is that his grade started going up. And he's, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because the kid could see the blackboard now. Well, and what's the what's the scripture Proverbs uh, twenty nine eighteen where there is no where there is no vision, mm. people come on perish, perish. or uh, or the trend basically people people really what that means is where where there's no vision people do what they want to do come on that's what it means people cast off restraint people do whatever they want to do when you can't see clearly but this when so when you belong to Christ your perspective is is, is corrected you get some corrective lenses. You got to learn how to operate with them. And there's a difference between wearing glasses and wearing contacts. When you figure out the, the times, man, if you ever put contacts, oh my gosh, my eye feels weird. It's, a little itch. it's fine. It's going to be great. But, but you can see mm-hmm. now. And so how do we know that we made the choice to belong? Right? Of course, we know that we know the Bible is clear about believing in our hearts, confessing with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord. He died for our sins. He was raised right for, from the dead for our justification. That's salvation. That's salvation that I just described. Mm-hmm. But that's not the choice to belong. So what is that? Or is it? Because I would argue 
that anyone who has decided to receive Jesus into their hearts has said, I choose to belong to you. That would be my argument. But go ahead. Let's talk. I, I always go back. I, normally, normally this, is, this, is, this is where, my, where I sit, and then I tennis it to the, across the table like this. Don't acquiesce. Just, just do it. Just I, jump I, in. Go ahead, Nate. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> um, I, I, honestly, <clears throat> to, to know is, honestly, it's by faith. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but faith isn't something that is it's passive. Faith is always active. Hmm. And what so, does active faith look like? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's being intentional with your relationship with the Father. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because if you're not intentional, things become passive. Mm-hmm. You miss opportunity. You become complacent. And at the end of the day, you fail. Mm-hmm. Can't you? Well, what if I'm doing good stuff? Good stuff is good. I mean, it's always good to do good stuff. But if you're not doing it with the right motive, with the right intention, it's that's what it is. It's it just becomes stuff. stuff, right? Yeah, and then we fall into that trap, the trappings of. But I, but I cast out demons in your name, and I yep. did all this, mm-hmm. and I did all these good works, and I fed I the works. poor, and I did Here all that. Works again. God is God is yeah. more in, um, interested in your heart's motive to do something than you doing something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to do it. Just to do it. Just to do it. Yep. He wants you to do it with the right heart. I love that man. That's good. Yeah, I want I want to take us real quick, real quick. Let's go to First John. What am I saying real quick for? This is our podcast. We can take all the time we want. Real quick. Um, 1 John chapter 3, verses 9 through 10 says, Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning. Practice? Mm-hmm. What's practice? We're talking about practice? practice? About practice? We do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So we're no longer going to practice sinning. Again, there's a difference between practicing sinning and practicing righteousness. Just because you practice righteousness doesn't mean that you're always going to get it mm-hmm. right. You're practicing. Mm-hmm. You're not righteous. You're practicing. If you're practicing sin, you can get real good at sin, by the way. If you practice righteousness, you're going to get better and better and better as God's grace grows within you because God's life is in them. So, First John says, they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. They can but because God's life is in them, when they, when they decide I'm not going to make a practice of sinning, it tastes different. Choice. They can't. Taste. Nah, that tastes different. I don't like that. Right? So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. John just getting real <laughs> real. real. Yeah. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. So God has given us this task to quote second Corinthians from earlier, uh, that the task to reconcile people to himself. How? But by being examples of God's love. I mean, uh, by walking in, 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 in faith and, and not loving like the world loves man, because the world puts stipulations on love. They, uh, it, it, it's not unconditional if and then. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and and to, to show others, man, that I'm human, that I'm going to mess up, but I have a savior. I have a father who loves me, mm-hmm. who's always seeking after my heart. Yeah. Um, so how? By showing others Christ's love. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's, that's good. Uh, just, 
do life with people. Yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. I, I've had the, the, the biggest ministry opportunities, to be honest. Um, has, hasn't been in Haiti. It hasn't been in, in, in front of a pulpit or a microphone. It's been a one-on-one conversation with That's a man good. in the oil field uh-huh. who didn't know God, who doesn't, doesn't want nothing to do with him, but sees something different. In you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I'm able to bridge the gap. Right. And I, and I think it's important as, as, as followers of Christ, you know, that we learn how to live, just be in the presence of people and allow the Holy Spirit to do the work. Not rush it. Not, hey, I got to talk to you about this guy I know named Jesus. But just be present in the, in the grieving, in the happy times, in the sad times, and, and know that when, when it hits the fan with them, they know exactly who to go to. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I love that, man. That's good. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about why, you know, why do we, why do we have such a hard time with this? You know, why, why do we have such a hard time? Cause the, the church is not known and believers are not known for the love that we have for one another, unfortunately. Yeah. And Jesus said, this is how they're going to know. This is how the world will know that you're my disciples by the love that you have for one another. What kind of love are we talking about? The love of Christ, the love that Jesus said, as I have loved you, I need you to love each other. And so why do we have such a hard time with that? And and, and Tony, let's bring in some of this conditional principles, this if and then, as as Nate pointed out too, you know, this this conditional love. Why do we have such a hard time, man? Because we're... It, it's going back to the, the switching of perspectives and it being accustomed to um, the days of old or, or the ways of old. You always we it there if we live outside of the walls of 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 Jesus's love, we feel like we have to make excuses or we have to you know because um, the world does. Yeah, and it's going back to the feeling of being who do you belong to again? Yeah, um, it it's loving different because I, well because I'm human. And because, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not Jesus. You know, I'm, I'm Tony and I'm going to do life with you this way. It's hard because we just, we, we, it's switching up. It's putting the glasses on man Mm -hmm. and and getting that, that better perspective of it. I think for, I think for me, um, a couple of reasons is definitely, uh, the church as the, as the church has been in previous years, uh, it's it was easy uh, to say us four no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, and and now there's this awakening that I feel in in the church that is is now it's like, why are we going to stay here? Let's go out there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And and a lot of times what what I find I trip myself up is because I take the glasses off mm-hmm. and I start seeing I start seeing Nathan for Nathan. That's good. Right. And I don't see Nathan through the eyes of Christ. So then I start being like, oh, man, I can't do that because of X, Y and Z. Right. When he's when he's already said, this is what I've called you to do. You mm-hmm. need to do this. Yeah. So that's one thing. And then ego is another one. Uh-huh. I, I feel like ego is edging God out. Uh-huh. And, and when that takes place, like you you stop operating in the spirit and you just start operating in the flesh, period. Even yeah. if it looks good, it's, it's still not. He said ego is yeah. edging God out. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just <laughs> taking notes. I'm gonna preach a series later next year called Ego. Ego. I'll be present. You you be preaching. <laughs> 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 that's but that's so true, man. Yeah. We we get so we get so involved 
in doing work for God that we forget about God. Yeah. And then we become self-important because we're really good at doing the work. And so now we're self-important. You need me. This church needs me. This needs me. And that's where you need to be so very careful because they cast lots for a disciple that thought he had a better plan. So we could have sold this alabaster jar and we could have made some money on it. Mm -hmm. So what did he do instead? He sells out Jesus for 30 pieces Mm -hmm. of silver. And God does not need us. God desires Mm -hmm. us. And he wants to show the world who he is through your broken behind. And so it's not through your perfect self. If I can just be my best self and you're trying to have this self-realization, I don't care how much you meditate. I don't care how much you ohm in, in, in the presence of, of, of groaning monks or, and all that. I don't care. I don't care how much time you spend doing that. This is not about you. It's not about self-realization or self-actualization. This is about you surrendering to belonging to Christ so that God could reveal who he is through you and 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 I think we need to we need to unpack this later on probably in another that's another in a yeah. whole another episode but um I think I think the church is afraid to fail and I think that church leaders are afraid of failure and so we don't want to make a mistake because if we make a mistake then this pedestal that certain people put us on that they're going to take it away and we like being on the pedestal and that's a problem yeah that's a big problem and uh, and we'll 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 unpack that in another episode. Yeah, there's but, so much to yeah. Well, because c- I just I will say and I'll say this and when we do cover that I'll say this again probably. But I've I've probably endeared myself to more people through my apologies than I have through my quotable moments in sermons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Than I have through my my hugs of support. I've probably endeared myself to more people by me going up to them and saying, "Hey, I messed up. I'm sorry." That's on me. That's my bad. And we need to not just as leaders focus on teaching people how to succeed, but we need to show people how to fail. Yeah. Yes. I want to show my children that, hey, listen, you're going to fail sometimes, but I'm going to teach you how to fail. When you fail, this is how you fail. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I don't want to even just show them how to live. When my time, my time comes and I'm getting ready to go home, man, I, I pray that God would give me an audience with my children, with my family, with my grandchildren, so that I could show them how to die. That's rich. That's good. Because I want to, sh- this is, this is what we're here for is this is not about us. This is about us pointing to something much more than who we could ever be. And again, as we're followers of Christ in second Corinthians, it was interesting because this, this morning when I was praying, um, in second Corinthians it talks about how God comforts us so that we can comfort others. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the epitome of what we should be doing as followers of Christ. Is allowing God to work in us so yeah. that when the time comes, we can we can assist the bringing together of someone that doesn't know Christ yep. and the one that's done the work in us. Mm. I like that. That's good. So we reconcile people to God by choosing to share the love, grace, and truth mm-hmm. of God. Of God. I love that. You guys got any more notes? I feel like you guys you guys you guys got more notes? No? Mm-hmm. Huh? No. I, I mean, 
You lying. This is, no, this is, this is, oh man, I'm gonna have to go back and, and listen to us again. Cause this is some really good stuff we're going on. I'm t- I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I, I just, just appreciate I, I, being, I just appreciate you guys invite, man. This is awesome. No, man, we need to have, we need to have Nathan back. Yes, we do. We need to have Nathan yes. back, man. You, 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 you slayed. You did great. You did great. Yeah. You did great. That was wonderful. That's the only, button I have. I, I, That's the only yeah. yeah, he's only, there's only so many, you know, sounds that, but you're lucky you got that one. You, there could have been worse. It could have been a different I, button. I, I didn't get that. I've received different buttons before. It's not fun. Is there a boot button? <laughs> Eject. Eject. There certainly <laughs> is not. There is not. I think there's crickets though. Is well, there? Is give, there me, give me some crickets. <laughs> I told you. That's epic. I told you. <laughs> I've, I've had that one before. That one sucks. <laughs> that one's terrible. All right, man. Uh, thank you again for being here. We, we got some. Uh, this is a yes. part of the show that we 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 we've not been back in a while, and so this is a part of the show that we like to call recommendations. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I always want to say like Andy dropped that beat. <laughs> Andy kicked the dead horse in the head and <laughs> dropped the beat. <laughs> I got some recommendations. Did you guys bring a recommendation I did, today? I did, I did. I All right, did. I'm gonna go first because after after everybody is finished with theirs, I'm gonna I have some some news that I'm gonna share. But my recommendation is there's several books uh, Michael S. Uh, Heiser has written, and I'll probably bring a few more here in, in the coming shoots because they're really, really good. But he has this book here called The Unseen Realm, and it's Recovering the Supernatural Worldview of the Bible. And this is really, really good. Let's put this bad boy right here for everybody to see. It's a really, really good book. And, and I love what it's speaking to because it's talking about the fact that there's this supernatural side that we miss out on because what we do is we have a tendency and a propensity to look at the Word of God through Western eyes. Uh, and we, we forget. We, we look at it through American eyes, you know, uh, or from wherever we are. And we read it and we're like, oh, this is, this is what this means. No, 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 no. Let's look deeper because there is a, there's more. There's more. There's an unseen realm that we need to get to. It's an amazing book, re- uh, Recovering the Supernatural Worldview of the Bible, Michael S. Eisner, The Unseen Realm. What you got, Tony? I'm going to, to back to, I mean, you brought up, uh, I think it's a couple episodes back where you had Larry Titus and uh, the, yes. the, the Telios Man. The Telios Man. And I'm, I'm going back to Larry Titus here. Larry Titus. But I'm going to include his wife. So <laughs> Debbie Titus is what, with this one, and this one's called When Leaders Live Together and How Two Strong Personalities Can Thrive in Marriage. Um, Okay. Yes. Yes. It's uh. It's just. What do I? I'm. I'm trying to figure out which camera to poke. This one, right? Okay. Yeah, that one right there. There you go. Can I hold it like that? It's a. It's a great book. Yeah. It's great. It's a great book for uh for those that you know that were were, you know those with strong personalities and 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 especially when you bring two people with strong personalities. I love you, honey. If you hear me, I love you. She loves you. She knows she has. Okay. A, she's a. She's a very strong woman. We're, we're, she knows we're that. together yes. on this, and but so am I. And yeah. so, um, and this is a great book for figuring out or, or just understanding and, and how you can um, let that mesh, let that put that together, embracing your diversity and just, love it. yeah, understanding each other and, and just making marriage look different. I love so that. This is a great way to do it. I love it. And I think we can all safely say right now, we, we can say uh, that, that all of the, the, the women in our life, our lives, the women in our lives, they're, they're very strong women. Amazing. Yes. So that's all right. Yes. That's beautiful. So I can get the crickets now, hit it. 
So I didn't I didn't bring the book actually, but I do have I do have a little bit of notes on it. So um, I'm in I'm in a freshly new relationship with an amazing Yay. woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. In a minute, you know who you are. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just kidding. Yeah, she doesn't listen. <laughs> she don't fired. listen to the show. <laughs> I'm gonna get you on that one. Um, but uh, we have both read she the. She will. She's gonna hit me. Yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. five love languages, which has been mm-hmm. an amazing book. Uh, but we just started His Needs, Her Needs by Willard Harley. And this book dives into kind of like your love tank and how to fill that and how to communicate and how to really uh, understand what the other person needs and how to fulfill that um, Christ-like and really with uh, the love that Christ gives you to give to that other person. So it's a really good book. I think we're on chapter like five or six, five, because if I don't say five, she's going to kill me. We're on chapter five. And um, he's not reading ahead. Oh, she, no. she is. Absolutely. She <laughs> is. Absolutely. Um, there's but just it's, it's, just been a, it's just been a good book. So I, I definitely uh, if you guys are in that relationship period, his needs, her needs. Great book. His needs, her, her needs. needs. I like it. All right. We'll have to look that up now before we before before we leave today. Uh, episode 50, we, we had um, we covered a great many questions, about seven questions that we were able to cover. I had a lot of fun. We love doing Q&A. So please, again, when we drop Q&A stuff, if, if you're listening, make sure that you ask those questions because it is our great pleasure to be able to answer any questions, to unpack stuff, to dig into God's word and, and, and be able to kind of bring some, some, some clarity uh, to questions that you may have. But one of the questions was, are you guys going to be coming out with merch anytime soon? And the answer is yes. All right. The answer is yes. And actually, the time for merch is, is is soon upon us. We have just got our shipment of merch in. Man, we we have we have CSG stickers. We have some unstructured dad hats, some CSG chicken scratch gospel dad hats or unstructured hats as they're known for. We got some CSG mugs because this is just a Bible conversation around wow. a cup of coffee. That's what this is, man. Hold on. We got some other stuff too. Hold on. We got some hats, some structured hats. Look at that, man. Fresh, nice little nice, nice yeah. little hat with the CSG patch on it. Man, makes me happy to see. And last but not least, we got the Chicken Scratch Gospel. I like that. We got the Chicken I, I, Scratch I Gospel simple, tee yeah. with the little chicken foot. And you know what, man? I'm just... I'm so excited that we're going to be dro- we're going to be dropping this thing and, and so you guys be on the lookout for when we put information on social media about when the shop is open. The shop is you're going to be able to find all this stuff at vcsg.shop. That's t h e c s g . s h o p. Make sure that you check us out. While you're doing that, follow us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications so you know when the new stuff is dropping. Go love like Jesus. We're out.